Welcome to the Optimal Prime Podcast. My name is Ray Forrester, and this is your daily check-in toward a happier and healthier life. Let's try that again. This is recording two of this episode because I was at like seven minutes of talking uh, and and I don't want to go over five. I, I think I had a couple of episodes that go into six minutes. But today... We're talking about the fourth factor when it comes to change and the five primary factors. And today we're talking about physiology. Now, what is physiology? It is literally our physical makeup. And this can go from a genetic DNA level all the way to just the ways that our body, our bodies are in the here and now. And I'm going to use myself as an example for today's episode, but obviously put yourself in my shoes and just think of the physiological factors that go into making change. So as many people know, I was 300 pounds at one point and it was just unhealthy for me. So I needed to make a change. And of course, when you're very overweight, people always just recommend cardio, go for a run, run more, just walk more, do more of that. And it was just boring. And now I'm the first to tell people to go on walks and and I enjoy walking, but for the amount that I needed to do in order to lose weight, it was just, I just didn't want to do it. And I definitely didn't want to run because it it just hurt. It was so uncomfortable at 300 pounds. And so on a genetic level, my DNA, I am prone, I, I can build muscle very easily. The negative side effect of that is I also gain fat very easily. But when I got serious about my physical health, I I knew that about me and and it was never a struggle to get me in the gym to work out when it was strength stuff. And so that's where I started. I based my, the changes that I wanted to make on my physiology, the things that my body was going to respond to the best based on my body type and my body shape. Same goes when it comes to diets. You know, there's all these fad diets and I'm going to pick on keto for a while. Keto seems to be this magic diet in the the media and, and with some people. But for every one person I know that has been successful on a ketogenic diet, I know 10 people that haven't been successful on a ketogenic diet. And I say my measure of success is three months down the road, six months down the road, a year down the road. Have those changes been long-term and sustainable? Which again, in the vast cases, it's not. But with some, it is. And I know for myself, I do very well on a high-fat diet. I do very, very well on a high-fat diet. Whereas other people, just based on their physiology, it might not be the appropriate thing. And so... When it even comes to different eating and diets and nutrition um, systems that you want to follow, those types of changes should take into account your physiology, you know, your, your, your genetic makeup, how well you respond. And then also on another personal level, I know just on a genetic DNA level, I am prone to have addictive per, addictive personality type when it comes to substances 
and this is recorded in my family history, um, experiences and issues that family have had um, going way back, and my own personal issues with uh, addiction. And so I know that about myself. You know, I, I can take Oreos and I'm, I'm just because of, of my addictive personality type, like it does trigger me. That sugar does trigger me and I want more. Whereas with other people, that's not an issue. And so you'll have some people say, oh, just, just stop doing it. Well, maybe that's not going to work for you. Maybe that's not going to work for me. And maybe it will. And so the point of, of, of this layer of change is that it's just something that needs to be taken into account. Our physiology. What are we physically capable of doing? It's no use me telling someone who's 200 pounds overweight to just go on the treadmill more because that could be severely detrimental to their knees or their back. The, the positives may not outweigh the negative side effects. Uh, and then, you know, even on the other side of the spectrum when it comes to physical uh, health and well-being, you know, someone who wants to or needs to gain weight, I can eat at any time of the night or day. Whereas someone who wants to or needs to gain weight, they, they just might not ever be hungry. And so the strategy needs to be different. You can't just simply say, eat more, because it's not going to work. So this is the fourth layer uh, to making change, taking into account our physiology from a DNA genetic level, and then all the way just to our current status of what we are physically able to do, because that's going to have a huge effect on practical application and long-term sustainability. So I've got to wrap this up before six minutes. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have the fifth part and I'll have a video that goes along with it. So thanks for listening. Talk to you again tomorrow.